um, today, today I was at my grandfather's house and he was telling me about how, uh, he used to be a practicing dentist and, uh, they would give the teeth out to local farmers for this fertilizer. Cause apparently that's a thing. And my cousin was like, that's weird. Like, I don't know if I ever, I don't know if I've ever eaten any like vegetables or anything that have been made with like teeth as fertilizer. He goes, you've been to the family reunion, right? And she just looks at him. So apparently for like 10 years, we were just eating te- tooth corn. That's not real. You can Get use teeth as fur. You can use teeth as fur. He's crazy, dude. to episode 65 of the Quarter Life Crisis Podcast. I am your host, Steve Rack, the best person to travel with because you will never lose me in a crowd. Uh, joining me as always is everybody's favorite co-host, the man who wrote allegedly after every exam answer in college, Hunty. How you doing, buddy? Uh, not at, well, it was only a few answers because the rest I just left blank. <laughs> Very good. Yes, and. Thank you for thank <laughs> You're you for welcome. Doing, I, I could tell you were about to be like, no, I do <laughs> So I'm glad you actually like. <laughs> I threw I threw you a bone this week. Um, yeah. I'm doing well. I had some pizza today, which is very tasty, and I got the leftovers to take home. So it's it's a good day under the sun. Well, we all know what the best beverage to have with the pizza is. True. Beer. What you drinking, buddy? So I found a new beer from Big Ditch Brewing Company. It's called a Day Burner instead of a Hay Burner. It's just okay. like it's a beer designed for day drinking, and it's. I was about to say, wait, I had that, but I guess I didn't. No, you did not. <laughs> Have you seen that uh, Natterdays are coming out with pineapple? I did see that. I'm kind of excited about that. I like pineapple beers. I don't know. I don't think I've ever have I. I don't know if I've had a pineapple beer before, but uh, the the loose cannon pineapple IPA that it's or, yeah the Tropicana that's really good. I've got so many empty beer cans on my desk because I only use this desk for the podcast. Um, Dude, clean your room. No, me myself. I've got myself a Blackberry White Claw that is very dented because it was dropped in the street. Um, and that is all I will talk about with that story. So, all right, hang on. This beer is tasty, by the way. It's very good. good. I'm glad. Uh, Blackberry is the newest, the new flavor of White Claw that I've ever tried, and it's probably my favorite. It beats out watermelon, I think. Ooh, I don't know about that. I still like watermelon. Have you had Blackberry? Mm-hmm. Well, you got Blackberry. A... Blackberry was good. Great. Thank you for yeah. that. Thank you for that excellent commentary. We're off to a great start. You know, I can, <laughs> you can only ask me for so much, man. Well, uh, I've actually got a lot to ask of you this week. Oh, Jesus. We are going to uh, see how, how well your brain's functioning on this Sunday afternoon. Oh, why are we doing So we're going to play a couple games before we get into our uh, uh... MCU review, as we usually do. Um, the first game that we're going to play is a game called Um Actually. Uh, this is a college humor game show that they do in which uh, the host reads out a statement or a fact about a uh, about a movie, TV show, um, artist, any, anything from like the entertainment industry. And one part of that sentence is incorrect. And it is your job as the contestant or, you know, the only person playing this game to figure out what is wrong with the sentence. Interrupt me and say, um, actually, and correct me. You got it. You got a basis of what, what's going on. 
Okay. So if I said, you know, red and green or red and blue uh, make green, you would say, um, actually red and blue okay. make purple. That's got little, it. Or red and or red and or whatever, you know what I mean? So we've got eight questions for you. Uh, we have a variety of topics from the NFL to star Wars. So Hunty Stempy, are you ready to play your first game of, um, actually, let's do it. All righty. <laughs> so first off, first question. And by the way, you can interrupt me at any time. You don't have to listen to the end of the statement. Mm-hmm. In Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, following the death of Peter Parker, Miles Morales is bitten by a radioactive spider and must become New York's new um, actually, um, Actually, he's bitten before Peter Parker dies. Nice. I didn't think you get that one that quickly. I watched Spider-Verse like a week ago. Nice. Proud of you. <laughs> Heck yeah. You are one for one. You usually start out these games pretty strong. Let's see how, how well that keeps going. <laughs> you start fast and poorly. That's my motto. Speaking of starting fast and ending poorly, in Game of Thrones, <laughs> Daenerys Stormborn, house, the house Targaryen, first of her name, the Unburnt, Queen of Marine, Queen of the Andals, and, and Roinar, and the First Men, Khaleesi of the Great Grass Sea, Breaker of tra- Chains, and the Mother of Dragons, has three dragons named Rhaegal, Meraxus, and Viserion. Oh, I don't know what's wrong with this. Oh. I'm down to two options and I don't know which one's right or by right. I mean, wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, Somebody's it uh, might be my dad. He might be grabbing his phone right now. Wait, like, wait, is that wait? Those weren't one of the dragons names was wrong, right? Yes. Do you know which the, one? It was the middle one. I forget what you said, but it was the middle one. Rhaegal, Meraxus and Viserion. It's not, it's not Meraxus. Do you know the correct name? Drogon? Is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, heck yeah. Two oh, for let's two. Go. two. Let's for go. Two. Come on. Yeah, some of these questions are directly from like the show. The thing other ones I, I just came I, up with. I couldn't remember if she was actually Queen of Marine was in her title or not. And I was like, I don't know if that's wrong. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> it was a little mean to include her entire title, but uh, I figured that the last you'd be able to pick it up on the. Uh, I was like, Meraxis. That sounds like a prescription drug. It does, honestly. <laughs> Qmexa. That's, that's her other dragon's name. <laughs> All right, cool. Two for two. Uh, Number three, we're going for some Star Wars. In Return of the Jedi, the Rebels attack and destroy the new Death Star's shield generator on the frozen planet Endor with the help of furry creatures called Um, Actually, actually, Endor is not the frozen planet. It's Hoth that is the frozen planet. Close enough. Close enough. I'll give it to you. Because... Endor is the planet that they destroy. Right, but it's not the frozen planet. It's not the frozen planet. Yeah, Endor is a forest moon. Yeah. Uh, So that's, you got, yeah, you got the incorrect part of it, right? So good job. Three for three. Uh, Five more. And I feel like at least, actually, I think you might get all these. Don't, don't push your luck. No, 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 no. I've got, well, the next one, if you don't get, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. Oh, God. Captain America's shield is so strong. Because it's made of adamantium, the same uh, metal. Actually, it's made of vibranium, sir. It's actually made of an alloy, including vibranium. Whatever, it's whatever. It's made of. I'm not gonna get the. I'm not gonna get a two. Um, actually, actually, uh, Anya. But oh no, I don't want to highlight it. I want to change the text color. There we go. All right, four for four. You are uh, already batting five hundred. How are you feeling? Pretty good. I'm just waiting to see which easy answer I screw up and get wrong. Uh, I feel like if there's one, it's the one about Interstellar. So uh, we'll get there. All right. But first, before we get to that one, 
Uh, in Harry Potter, according to the rules of Quidditch, throwing the quaffle through an opponent's hoop earns 10 points, hitting an opponent with a bludger earns zero points, and catching the golden snitch earns 50 points and ends the game. And this is where Maya is yelling at her. Too. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> There's definitely something wrong with that sentence. Want me to read it again? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, if I get this wrong, I'm in deep trouble. Do you want me to read it again before you answer? Yeah, read it again. According to the rules of Quidditch, throwing the quaffle through an opponent's hoop earns 10 points. Hitting an opponent with a bludger earns zero points. Oh, and- I got it. I got it. I got What's it. Up? Catching the snitch is 150 points and it ends the game. Not correct. 50. Correct. I knew I knew it was there, but I couldn't remember the t- the number. I was Good like, job. it's not 100. I was like, oh, it's the combo of those. Good job. Way to go. And so that does. So this is me getting educated on the Harry Potter verse myself. Um, is 150 like the once you hit 150 regularly? Is that like the what makes you win? No. What's this the 150 what's points dumb. for? This is what's dumb about Quidditch is that like. JK Rowling clearly knows nothing about sports because she has just like a, a metric in the game where if you hit, if you just do the thing, the game's over. The 150 is arbitrary. So you can catch the snitch, get 150 points, and lose. So what's the wait? It's just she just oh. assigned she just assigned a point total to it. There's a point in the series where actually, like in the fourth book, they go to the Quidditch World Cup and they're the two twins, Fred and George, make a bet um, where they go crumb on on um Bulgaria is going to catch the snitch, but the Irish are going to win because Bulgaria will be down by too many points. And that's what happens. He catches the snitch and Bulgaria loses, even though he did the thing to end the game. It's pointless. There's it's stupid. So how else does the game end? Is there a time limit? It doesn't. The game ends when the snitch is caught. Oh, that's so stupid. Yeah. It's like they're on the Potterless podcast. He goes off for like 10 straight episodes on why Quidditch is the worst made sport in, in history. They need to listen to Potterless now. Bad. <laughs> Alrighty, five for five so far. Question number six. In the social network, while at a club in California, Sean Parker delivers a monologue to Mark Zuckerberg about the importance of keeping control of your idea and your company. The monologue began because Mark thought Sean's date looked familiar, and it is revealed that she is a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Um, Actually, she's a Victoria's Secret model. And uh, Sean, given the whole uh, monologue, is sounds like I'm an M a little bit for some reason. <laughs> you ever notice that? Well, actually, you say that now. I can opens up. It's like he opens up a, a laundry place called Victoria's Secret, and I'm like, "Why did you say it like that, <laughs> you weirdo?" The water under the Golden Gate is ice cold. Cold ice in the veins. Um. Oh, we explain. I am working. Uh, my project at work right now. I'm working with a guy who graduated last last spring, so he's a year younger than me. He's your age, and. Uh, we are communicating in our, in our group messages and our project leader, she's like, she's older than us, but she's like not that much older than us, but we just keep using terms that she doesn't understand. And so I'll just be like, Zach, that movement was icy. And she's like, wait, I imagine that icy is slang for good. It's like, yeah, 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 it is. <laughs> you, you nailed it. You got it. Sure. Good job. Uh, cool. Six for six on to number seven. Coincidentally enough, I didn't even do this on purpose, but you'll hear it. In the National Football League, there have been seven teams to win Super Bowls in back-to-back years. However, only one of these teams, the Dallas Cowboys, have been back-to-back champions two different times. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, there's a lot of areas to get tricked up on this, I feel like. Um, Let me read it again. 
Yeah. In the National Football League, there have been seven teams to win the Super Bowl in back-to-back years. However, only one of those teams, the Dallas Cowboys, have been back-to-back champions at two different times. So back-to-back twice. So they won two in a row in separate, like, yeah. They didn't win four in a row. They won two in a row separate times. I didn't know how, uh, I didn't know how to word no. that without yeah, getting I, super no, I got wordy. It. I understand what you're saying. I just cool. feel like I feel like it. I know the Patriots did it once. I know they did. Did they do it a second? Uh, uh, maybe, maybe thirty seconds. Oh God! Make a this guess. Might, this might be the one that I'm wrong on. Here, talk out your talk out your thought process. Um, well, I'm trying to remember because the Patriots went to a million Super Bowls. In the 2010s and two, in the 2010s, but I'm trying to remember if they won two of them in a row. Um. Okay. What? Wait. To win it, to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna randomly guess here and say I will, we're talking. I will, read, I will read it one more time, and then you can make okay, a guess, okay. just so you can you can okay. hear it. Then we're talking all of NFL history, right? Uh, since in, in the Super Bowl era, yes. Okay. In the National Football League, there have been seven teams to win Super Bowls in back-to-back years. However, only one of those teams, the Dallas Cowboys, have been back-to-back champions at two different times. I'm going to say the Steelers also did it. Close enough. The Cowboys did not do it at all, but the Steelers did. Close okay. enough. I'll give it. Okay. I'll give you the all point. Right. All right. All right. The Dallas Cowboys won Super Bowls twenty-seven and twenty-eight, but the Steelers won nine and ten and thirteen and fourteen. Yeah. And you were right. The Patriots won oh three oh four thirty-eight and thirty-nine, but that's the only back-to-back. Yeah, they're just really good at getting the Super Bowls. They're not guaranteed the dub, though. Yes, 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 yes. The other the other teams, by the way, are the Packers, the Dolphins. Crazy enough, the Forty Niners and the Broncos. Hey, the Dolphins were on a heater in the seventies, man. Yeah, right. They were crazy good when you only had to win sixteen games. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All righty, dude. That's seven for seven, and it's Go. gonna it's gonna fall on your favorite movie. Oh, I really hope I don't get this one wrong. And it's barely about the movie. Okay. I'm just kidding. In Interstellar, Matthew McConaughey plays Joe Cooper, a former NASA test pilot and engineer who is tasked with finding a new habitable planet for humanity. Much of the movie focuses on his relationship with his daughter Murph, named after the eponymous eponymous eponymous. Uh, Murphy's Law, which states that power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts. Um, actually, Murphy's Law states that anything that can happen will happen. I will give you an extra point if you can tell me what eponymous law I just told you. Say it again. Power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. I don't know what law it is. I just feel like it's some Machiavellian bullshit. It is uh, known as Acton's Dictum. So good I job, man. You went eight that. for eight. This is the cool. best you have ever done in any of our games. How are you feeling? Like you asked me about a lot of questions about things I know about. <laughs> yeah, no, I will. Cause the show is like, <laughs> the show is made for nerd, nerdy culture and stuff. And so they yeah. ask about like Battlestar Galactica and video games. And I'm like, God, there's not going to know any of that. So. No. I was thinking of putting one of these together just for MCU stuff for like our friends to play. That'd be a lot of fun. I think I think there were a couple of there were a couple of questions that I I almost got tripped up with. The football one I thought was going to get me for sure because I was like it's either the Patriots or the Steelers, and even though I quasi got it right, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. 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 I don't think, I think in the actual, in an actual game, I wouldn't have given it to you because you said they also did it, but you know, right. These right. points don't matter. <laughs> right, it's all fake. None of it's real. Cool. Awesome. Proud of you. Very proud of your cognitive ability. And I mm. hope uh, that if you are playing along at home, you got just as many right as Hunter because you've if not, gotten more. If not, that's embarrassing. It's on. Yeah. If you're, if you can't do as many as Hunter, come on. <laughs> And let's see if Hunter's big brain streak keeps up. When we go into our next topic, we're going to play another game of Guess My Movie. Okay. So if you aren't familiar with how this works, if you didn't hear it last time, I've got a movie up in this big old head of mine. Uh, Hunter will have 20 yes or no questions to ask to find out information about said movie. And after those 20 questions are up or at any time before, you can guess what movie I am thinking of. Uh, you have to ask yes or no question. Um, I will let things slide if there are complicated answers or if I can't answer with the yes or no question, I'll give you another question. So, Hunter, what is your first question? Um, I'd like to ask if it is a comedy. It is. Is it animated? No. Um, is it from the 2000s? Uh, as in zero to oh nine, or as in z- zero beyond. Yes. Which which one? Uh, zero to oh nine. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. It is. What? Oh, you 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 froze. You, oh, okay. Because okay. okay. I, I said I said, is it from? Do you mean zero to nine or zero beyond? And you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I answered when you said zero to nine, and then you shot you you cut out, okay. and I was like yes. All right, so it was released between 2000 and 2009. Okay. Um, does it have any action elements to it? Um, Defiant, yeah, 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 no, no. Okay, no. okay, okay. Um, does it have a cast of more than 10 important people? I'm going to say yes. Is it a rom-com? It is not a rom-com. Okay. What am I at? Like six? Yes, that was your six. Wow, go me. Um, okay. Um, is it an ensemble movie? Um, technically, no. Okay. Yeah, um, it's 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 well define ensemble before. Like, is is there a clear cut main character? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. That like we follow their story and yes. Okay. All right. Um, I literally have no idea what this would be. Um, <laughs> good thing you have thirteen more questions. I know. Um, it. Mm, Comedy 2000. Yeah, it's comedy. It is not animated. It was released in the 2000s. It has no action elements. Uh, cast of more than 10 people. Not a rom-com. And there is a clear-cut main character. Have I seen this movie? Probably. I don't know. Not gonna. Okay. Not gonna charge you for that one. All right. Um, is it under two hours in length? Uh, I believe yes. Let me verify. Yes, it is under two hours. Okay. Is Adam Sandler in it? Adam Sandler is not in it. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. 
I was gonna I was gonna narrow a lot of choices there. Um, actually, you know what? I'm, just because that dude is in a lot of things, I'm gonna I'm gonna see the full double cast check. Quick. I don't. I'm almost certain the answer is no, but I need to verify. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, Adam Sandler is not in this movie. Mm. Does it take place in a city? Define city. Okay. Well, I mean, Salisbury is a city, dude. Like, but okay, like New York versus Salisbury. Like, they're both cities, man. They're both classified as cities. I, I think you know what I'm asking. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, it takes place in the city. Okay. A city actually. Thousands. One of this. Well, I'll tell you that later. But to early 2000s, not animated comedy. That was your tenth question, by the way. Okay, plus ten people in a city, not a rom com. The heck is this movie? I'm going to bring back the question from last time. Mm-hmm. Is like an ultra famous person in this movie. Yes. Okay. Is it a guy that is an ultra famous person? Um, yes. It's a comedy. What is this? Um, yeah, I have eight questions left. Oh, God. When you get to 15, I'll read them all back out. Is music prominent in this movie? Um, there is music, but it's not like a it's not like a a driving force of the plot. I'll give you that one for free. Okay. Huh. Um. Wow, this is a lot harder than somehow harder than last time. I don't know how. Um. What is another good question I can ask? Um, what? Is there one main plot line or are there, well, this isn't a yes or no question. Is there one main plot line? There. No, no. Okay. Multiple plot lines. That didn't really lead me anywhere. I don't know why I asked that. Um, <laughs> uh, was it released before 2005? No. Okay, so we're in the 2005 to 2009 range. Um, does it have Jonah Hill in it? It does. Oh, I think I know where we're going now. Okay. Um, I kind of, what question am I at? That was 15. So it's it's comedy. It's not animated. It was released uh, between 2005 and 2009. No action elements. uh, Cast of more than 10 people. It's not a rom-com. There is a clear-cut main character. It's under two hours in length. It does not star Adam Sandler. It takes place in a city. There is a male ultra-famous person in this movie. There are multiple plot lines, and Jonah Hill is in it. Since I have the question, I can. Does it have to do with underage drinking? Yes. Uh, 
Ooh, more questions. I'm, I'm stuck between two. Um, does it have to do with college? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, since you said it that way, I'm going a different direction. I'm going to guess the movie. Well, you have you have three questions left. Are you I know. Sure you want to do it? I know. I know. All right. I'm probably. Is it super bad? It is super bad. Let's go. It is super bad. I was once I got to the the underage drinking threw me off because I was either thinking of that or the movie Accepted. I've never seen that. Well, you should. It's stupid, but it's funny. Um, but Accepted uh, doesn't star Jonah Hill. He's in the movie though. But it, as soon as I said underage drinking, I was like, that doesn't help me delineate because Accepted <laughs> they're is both about, underage they're both underage. So I'm like, uh. Um, but that's why I asked about college. And when you were like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, it's not accepted. It's a theme. It's not in yeah. college, but it's a theme. Because like accepted is about college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a theme. Yeah, the the Beautiful. multiple plot lines I was thinking like, yeah, because it's got Seth and Evan doing the thing and then Nick Lovin doing the other yeah. thing. Like, and that was the deal. And when yeah. you said, is there an ultra famous sense. person? I'm just like, there are several, but yes. Yeah, there's at least one. Yeah, I mean, you got Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, Bill Hader, <laughs> Michael Sarah, Emma Stone. Like that, that movie is stacked. I, what I was going to say is stacked this movie. Good what Lord. I was going to say is it's one of my favorite movies. It's my favorite comedy, probably one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. ever. Um, and I did not know until right now that it takes place in Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew that's probably where they shot the movie. And we're just like, what if we just may put it where we were shooting it? I feel like, I feel like it's one of those movies that could take place anywhere like it's well, isn't any, it, any town usa isn't but, it written what well, you at vancouver usa yeah uh, well that's the saying shut up um is did seth rogan write the movie i don't know actually um because he's canadian so that would make sense he's yeah he is canadian uh yeah it was written by um seth rogan and evan goldberg who's evan goldberg i'm gonna assume he's friends with seth rogan he was born in british in vancouver there you go oh oh uh yeah this is the end Super oh, bad yeah. sausage He's party. He's probably the all. same guy that helped Seth Rogen on like all of his movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Making your yeah. I'm, I'm looking at all his old. Yeah, the interview producer on the interview, producer on Neighbors. Yeah, he's always with Seth Rogen. Yep. Cool, but good job, man. Good job. That is, you are one thousand on the day. How does it feel? What did I get? Do you remember how many questions it took me last time? You I think it was got, the same amount. You no, you got uh, this one in seventeen questions, and you got Ferris Bueller's Day off in eighteen. So we're making job. strides. You're getting better. You're getting better. So, yeah. When you got to, when you got to 10, I'm like, he's not getting it. <laughs> but as soon as you asked um, once it, if Jonah Hill was in it, I'm like, he's got it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Cause like I was at that point when I hit that question, I was like 2005, 2009 comedy ultra famous. Like I was like, it's, it's gotta be super bad or something else. And I couldn't, I didn't know if you'd seen super bad or not. Yeah, Cause no, I, we've never talked about it. And then, and then it was like, I'm going to ask this and burn this question. Then you said yes. And I was like, High risk, high reward. I know where we're going now. Yeah, that has to do with college hurt me because I was like, I mean, not technically, but yeah. <laughs> like, well, it helped. At least you had the inflection in the yes that told me everything I needed to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. All right, well done. Uh, I bet you're feeling real super. I'm forgetting that right. Uh, and the perfect segue to get into some superhero movies. Uh, continuing with the MCU review series. Uh, we are now at Captain America Civil War. Hunter, what happens in Captain America Civil War? There's a civil war, Derek. Um, that's it. Anyway, no. Um, so the movie opens. So you're on... telling me the South did rise again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not going to get into that conversation. Um, so Civil War opens on the Avengers in, um, well, technically it opens on some weird 
Russian underground bunker where Hydra, we see them doing experimentation on Bucky um, back in the days. This is days of the winter soldier. And then we see this strange, um, this real strange, like car scene where they, this car gets hits a tree and then we don't see anything else. Then we flash forward to present day where the Avengers are in Nigeria and they're trying to stop um, one of the, I forget his, Rumlo, who is one of the um, Hydra shield cronies um, from gaining a biological weapon. <laughs> they basically level the entire city as do all in superhero fashion. And then Wanda Maximoff accidentally um, blows up half a building with civilians in it. We then catch up with Tony, um, who is working to give back to students at MIT, blah, 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 where he's confronted by a woman who basically says that it is her, his fault and the Avengers fault that her son died in Sokovia. And they don't really take um, responsibility for their actions, even though they're saving people, they're still hurting people in the process. Um, and in Tony's deal to, way to process with that guilt, um, he comes into alignment with the United Nations, essentially, who want to uh, create what, is, what are called the Scovia Accords, which essentially puts the Avengers and all enhanced beings on Earth under the supervision of the United Nations, who basically have to decide when they go into battle and where they fight. Um, essentially, it would strip the Avengers of their right to choose which fights are worth fighting um, and where they can go, what they can do. Um, and half the team wants to sign the Accords and half the team doesn't. And where you get the term civil war from it splits them in half um and when they go to when the un goes to ratify the accords there is a bombing because at the same time there is this really sus dude named zemo who is vaguely eastern european we can't really tell where he's from um we later find out he is of sokovian descent um, i'll also interject and say his name's helmet yeah no <laughs> no it's helmut helmut Helmut. Um, his name is Helmut Zemo, um, and he's doing some really weird stuff. So essentially, he um, the bombing he bombs the UN. Then he frames Bucky. I'm saying the Winter Soldier did it. So now everyone's against the Winter Soldier. Um, but since Cap and Sam and a bunch of others did not sign the Accords, they are now criminals when they try to engage. We meet Black Panther. We meet um, uh, soon to be King T'Challa, and uh, he basically they the, his father gets killed in this bombing. So then the Black Panther gets involved. It all boils down to um, Cap knows what's really going on, but the people that signed the Accords don't believe him. Um, everyone who's with Cap on Team Cap does believe him. It all comes to a head in this big fight where they basically are like, we need to go stop Zemo and Iron Man and his team is like, no, you're criminals. We need to bring you in and arrest you. Um, they have a huge fight at the airport in Berlin where we meet Mr. Spider-Man, um, which was some great comedy thrown into this movie. Um, also, Ant-Man teams up. So we bring in Ant-Man from prior movies. Um, they have this big fight. And then eventually Cap and, and, and Bucky get away. They go to stop Zemo where we then learn because Tony follows him to give help because Tony recognizes that he was wrong. Um, team cap gets arrested. They go to Tony goes to help cap. And essentially um, they find out that stop shaking your head at me. Um, I'm just listening. They find out that um, <clears throat> the winter soldier actually killed Tony Stark's parents and cap knew about it. Tony freaks out. They have this huge fight. And then eventually the movie ends with the Avengers breaking up and cap and his, his, his side going on the run. Essentially. Um, I don't think I missed anything. Uh, yeah, you, you almost missed Spider-Man. I was going to be very upset with you. Uh, I wasn't going to miss Spider-Man. Hunter, what do you rate the plot? I gave this plot a nine. This plot was dope. Um, it had, like, the, I feel like the first time I watched this movie, there were so many twists and turns that I was like, 
I had whiplash. I couldn't keep up with it. Um, I think it's really, I think dr- dramatic irony is always a really effective tool to use in any type of media. So the fact that we, and that Cap knows, and we, the audience knows that really it's Zemo's fault. It's not Bucky's fault. makes us really want to believe in team Cap, but we also understand the Iron Man side of it. Like I can see both sides of the coin. I'm firmly team Cap because, you know, even, yes, there are people who sign up, you know, to, to be not necessarily sign up, but in, when you're dealing with these, with these evil people, these evil, you know, other people, other beings, when they come to basically terrorize and blow up your entire world, like people are going to get hurt. Things are going to be destroyed. And yes, the Avengers could take more responsibility, but I feel like they learned that after this, the events of this movie, they don't need people to control them essentially. Um, And I think I, overall, I just think there were a lot of good twists and turns. And I think that, you know, having Zemo at the back burner of it all, um, but no one else could really see that. I thought it was good overall. Yeah, no, I also gave it a nine. Um, This is, you know, this is probably like my fourth, maybe fifth favorite overall movie in the MCU. Um, I've loved it since I saw it in theaters. Uh, You know what? No, I've loved it since I saw the, uh, the second trailer where Spidey zooms in at the end. That is a feeling that will not be replicated for a while um but yeah the, the plot is nearly perfect it really tackle it's 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 the perfect um final part to the captain america trilogy where as we and this kind of gets into writing um but it talks about how cap we, we've talked previously in the last two movies about how cap is like kind of becoming disillusioned with the idea of, of following blindly a uh a, a superpowered force and um it is with this um it is with this so Scovia Accords where he's just like there. This is what I was afraid of. This is I had already been manipulated by Shield once. I'm not going to be manipulated again. Um, that's why I get so mad when people are just like, "This is a stupid argument." It's it's really not. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and so already diving into writing characters, I also gave that a nine. Um, I don't think there's a single character in this movie that is written objectively poorly. Um, Cap is perfect tony stark is exactly what you would expect him to be um i i, I guess uh having bringing clint back to just not do much was a little weird uh like he, i guess they needed to bolster the teams and he did that have those like moments with wanda he was contracted for x amount of movies yeah yeah exactly he he had that relationship with wanda um he he was there black widow is better in this movie not yeah, she was good fine. she was better yeah uh tom holland like this was this sold me immediately on the new spider-man in the mcu i fell in love with him as soon as they there there was that scene in peter parker's apartment um yeah i it's not perfect writing it's not quite as good writing and characters as guardians one um but it still gets a nine from me yeah i went in i went in eight similar Mm -hmm. reasons um i think there were a couple of questions where i was like question mark um so like the one part was when they saw sharon at the funeral and they both looked surprised to see her there like sam and bucky and i was like did you did you not ask her who she was <laughs> in, in in winter soldier when you realized she was a spy spying it that never came up ever um thought that was weird um but then i also had a question about like i, I forget do you remember why is pepper like mad at, at tony in this movie like we don't we hear tony say it but we don't really see it initiated uh what i would assume is uh at the end of iron man 3 he was just like hey i'm not gonna be iron man anymore and then he blew up his iron legion and then the next movie he was in was age of ultron yeah i guess so maybe maybe she's mad about that (laughs) yeah i I thought that was kind of a i 
again, the writing's so good that you can look this far into it and be like, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, no, um, this, this could very well be us making excuses, but yeah. I also think the other thing that kind of annoyed me was that um, the interaction with the mother of the soldier in the beginning was like, that's a purely happenstance encounter. It was a little contrived. Yeah. I was like, okay. Like she just, she's just waiting at this random elevator backstage, hoping that Tony also happens to go to the elevator. Like I, and then like she casually hadn't pressed the button. Like she was clearly waiting for him. I, that was kind of irritating to me, but again, it's so good. I can't really, I'm, you know, digging. I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking to trying to say. It's not here. perfect writing, but it's more of a plot contrivance than bad writing. So I, it's, yeah, it's just it kind of like, takes off like what are we doing here? Normally would. Exactly. Uh, Hunter, what do you think about the directing and the cinematography? Um, so I went with the seven. I, there were a couple of shots that were good. Um, so the couple of shots I wrote down, the one that really stood out to me was the, um, particularly in combination with this one line was after when Tony is trying or Tony, when cap is trying to take Bucky out of that, like place they were when they were fighting Tony and Tony goes, that shield doesn't belong to you. Like my dad made it for you, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, Cap drops it and we see the shield with the claws of the Black Panther on it. I thought that's such a telling shot because it's not only a shot that is like, oh, Cap's giving up the shield, but it's also a subtle reminder that like the shield is a product of Loki like colonialism um, because they went into a seemingly poor African country and took their resources and then used it for their own thing, put the stars and stripes on it, but in the claws remind you of that. So I was like, that's a really good shot with subtlety to it. Um, I also liked the standoff, the the standoff with the two teams. I think it was on the poster too. That's a good shot. And then Bucky, Cap, and Tony fighting. That's just a good look. Um, yeah. But I, so I gave it a seven because I just felt like it was it was just like kind of an extension of Winter Soldier. Like it just felt very similar at times. And then I think we've talked about this before that at times it slips into too much of an Avengers movie for me. Um, so I think like if they could have drawn out a little bit more of the cap stuff overall, which they do at the end, but throughout the middle section of the movie, it leaves it for me. So I was like, this is very good but not the best. Yeah. I, um, I really appreciated uh, everything that you said. I believe that the, that the cinematography of the, of the initial like run in to fight when they have that if, like six on six standoff, that was great. Just like how you can see everybody coming to clash, but it's, it draws in on um, Tony and Steve. That was really cool. Uh, I really loved um, the shot when like going back to the, the Peter Parker apartment scene, um, when Peter's basically giving the great power comes great responsibility speech, the, the, the framing on, on Tony's face is just like, and we've talked at length about this and I'll talk more about it in homecoming, but um, uh, it is one of the best like that. Ugh, God, I just, I love Peter Parker in these, in these movies. I will um, say his, his introduction to this movie, like that scene is perfect. You yeah. It's very good. Any better. It's very, he, he's nervous. He's just like, he's really bad at keeping his secret. Like it's, it, that's what you expect out of Peter Parker, who's only been Spider-Man for six months. Mm-hmm. Um, what other, what were other like good directing choices and good shots? I, I think that the um, initial shot of all the Avengers in um, not Sokovia, where were they in the beginning? Lagos. Lagos. Thank you. Uh, when they were in Lagos, like showing like uh, the, the close in on Wanda and then uh, Natasha is just like at a different table, just over her shoulder. Oh, yeah. You can see her the whole time. Those, those were all really cool framing shots. Um the whole aesthetic of a, of a Russo superhero movie is very good. It's very good. And I don't know if I very said the number. Good. I gave it an eight. Uh, I think this is where the, uh, the, the the favorite movie bias is coming in. Because I think all of my things have been one above yours. <laughs> um, except for plot. So uh, that's kind of where we are. Uh, acting. I gave it an eight as well. Um, 
I think that the worst performance was like out of out of the main characters, probably uh, Scarlett Johansson again, which like sucks. <laughs> um, but I I didn't have any kind of complaints. Even Marissa Tomei for the three minutes that she was in the movie like was very convincing. Um, I really appreciated Thunderbolt Ross's role. Uh, yeah, no complaints. No complaints. It wasn't the best acting we've seen out of the series, but uh, out of the franchise, I mean, but. Solid. Good. So are you saying that ScarJo wasn't bad? She was just the worst of what we saw. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. No, yeah. She wasn't bad. It was just compared to everybody else. No, no, no. She wasn't bad, but compared to everybody else, like even even uh Jeremy Renner like did really like he he did a very good job of portraying like this this kind of like uh cynical and like done with it uh Hawkeye when he's just like played 18, shot 18, blah blah blah. He you could tell he was just done with this. Um, very good. Very good. Yeah. I, I gave the acting a nine. Um, wow. only really the side, the really, really small side character, like even Scarlett Johansson. I don't even think she was really in this movie a heck of a lot. Like she was, but like, she just wasn't the really side characters were not that great, but the main people bring it home so well that it did. It's almost impossible to drag it down. Um, the scene with Tony and Cap, where Tony's trying to get him to sign with the pen that they signed, FDR signed that bill with. Um, that's a really good scene. That's straight up ten out of ten performing. Um, I think to tr- I think Chadwick Boseman, Rip was very good in that movie. Um, just overall, everybody did a really good job. I, what the heck's the Secretary of State's name? Secretary of State. Yeah, the guy that William Hurt played. William Hurt. For, I don't know. Yeah. Hang on. I don't know the actor's name. William Hurt. Um, yeah, he's the Secretary of State. Oh, he's Thunderbolt Ross. I didn't really like him that much. You didn't like, um, you didn't like Thunderbolt? No, he just felt very like, I am military. I am mean. Oh, like, it was very just like, okay. Like, I didn't really, there wasn't a depth. And I guess there's not supposed to be a depth to that character. He's just like pure evil, but, or just like misguided, I should say, but didn't really, like, there are better ways to do it. Um, Nine. It was really good. Okay. Uh, special effects. What do you think? Seven. Like explosions go boom. Cool. Um, the, the the really cool parts were Ant Man going going giant man. Giant. Which man, is the yeah. dumbest name, but or giant um, Ant Man as uh, yeah. What's his name says? Yeah. Giant Giant Man was cool. Um, all those effects again. Um, the Spidey stuff because we never seen it before. They did really well. Um not really much else that's really super special i don't think except yeah, for like except for I, vision I, like yeah i gave it an eight it looked good nothing blew my mind um the fight scenes were all were all really good with the explosions and with the like you yeah. said giant ant, giant giant ant man um it's good eight good nothing to complain about and finally the score again it's good nothing to complain about nothing great seven it's fine it's good i gave it a five i don't really remember it and I watched it yesterday. Um, okay. I just like, I just like was like, okay, it's just it's just some music, like cool. I think what the Russos did really well um, when they did Infinity War and and well, Endgame not so much, but Infinity War they really nailed this. When different characters come in, they because I guess this is a Cap movie, it's not an Avengers movie, so I get why they didn't. But in the in if you're gonna have an Avengers vibe movie. What they did in Infinity War was when they had new characters from different projects come in, the music dr- like drastically altered to, to fit the tone of those movies from those characters prior, namely Guardians, but also like yeah. 
when you have uh when you have cap first coming for the first time when you have when you first see tony for the first time and exactly exactly so it's like conda swell of the exactly so like they do a good job of it then and i understand why they wouldn't do it for this movie because it's a cat movie but at the same time if you're going to do a movie that is like like basically the it's avengers an ensemble movie light like yeah. do do it <laughs> it's avengers two and a half yeah so it was good music but i i didn't really remember it, so i gave it a five sure 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 uh going to our final scores hunter uh deems this a 7.7 i deem this an 8.3 and this averages out to a flat 8.0 a solid second place and not really close yeah it's not really close uh behind guardians one uh what do you think about that I think it's aptly that's appropriate. That's that is where weirdly enough, you gave this the same score as Guardians One. That ended up being your uh your whole deal. Yeah. I think even though I gave it a lower score, I objectively like Winter Soldier better. Um, <laughs> okay. I which is I know it's weird I gave it a lower score. Maybe it is just like a like a not as good of a movie, but I just I like it better. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking of this when I like get to like well, because we're going with Doctor Strange next, and it's higher than some movies that I don't think I would put it higher than um uh, wait is it no it's weird when you look at some of these movies like objectively without comparing them to other ones and you're like wow this movie like unironically is pretty good i just don't like it in comparison to some other ones sure 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 just well yeah i don't know if i told you this my my sister's friend said that um she's really into marvel and she said when you're uh, judging these movies you have to pretend that no other movies exist (laughs) it's like exactly yeah yeah like i'm not gonna compare like winter soldier to citizen kane you know what i mean or in that regard paddington too (laughs) it's true i gotta see paddington i really need to watch the pete blackburn swears by them on twitter i need to watch these movies yeah i'm sure talking i like a bear how can it be that good though the last movie i saw with a talking bear was ted so hey don't sleep on the ted movies those are funny i have never saw the second one but it's just it it's the same as the first i I think i've seen it though (laughs) amanda seyfried is better than mila kunis but that's about the only change wow interesting yeah she is i really like mila kunis i mean they were both good but amanda was better uh i where i wonder why mila didn't come back for the second one it's a good question what was the canon explanation to them not being together anymore oh they um oh it was the plot line was they uh they got divorced they like split up that was it yeah cool they, you catch it you catch up with i think his name's john mark Wahlberg's character you catch up with him like four months after Ronnie. his divorce yeah and ted's like dude get get your life together and if mila kunis divorced me i'd be pretty rough after four months too yeah but then you meet amanda Saver. you're like okay yeah i'm like well you're not mila kunis but <laughs> anyways <Okay. Ray. laughs> what it's dude come on don't even try to act like that. I, I have my I have my personal opinion. Whatever. Uh, thank Whatever. you. Whatever. <laughs> uh, after next week, like I said, we'll be going into Doctor Strange, um, which is spoiler alert, one of my least favorite movies in the MCU. Um, it is. I think and Joe will fight you on that. He will fight me, but he's wrong about it. <laughs> okay. I'll 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 will sub, I will like submit to the idea that I. I, I think less of Black Panther than most people do. And you do. I might be crazy for it. I'll take that. But Doctor Strange is objectively not a good movie. <laughs> so fine. We'll get there uh, next week. Anyways, <laughs> uh, that wraps it up for the MCU review segment. We are going to end things off with a little segment we like to call Crisis Averted. Hunter, who are you sending love to today? Um, I think I did this last week, but I'm going to do it again. I'm shouting out my friend Emma because her puppy was born. 
couple of days ago and she's going to get the puppy soon and I can't wait to play with, with the dog. So I want to meet the dog. Um, that's all I got to be honest with you. I don't really yeah, have I've got too dog. much going on. <laughs> yeah. The dog dog. Okay. Continue. Uh, Maestro. Me. I'm going for some love for uh, our, all of our servers at diamondback brewery yesterday. That was awesome. I like drinking beer. That was fun. Um, also shout out to all the Uber eats drivers that are willing to deliver me crispy, crunchy chicken at 1130 PM. Jeez. So, uh, good God, <laughs> that wraps things up for us. <laughs> Hunter, you got any final words to say? You need some heartburn medication. Good God. Dude, yeah, dude. I had some Tums before I went to sleep. <laughs> 30 PM. Jesus. Um, final words. I'm going to watch the movie tenant tonight. And uh, I will give a review next week. Beautiful. Uh, for episode 65 of the Quarter Life Crisis podcast, I have been your host, Direc, here with Hunty. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>